Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we got Chris and Dylan on, and we're going to talk just the NFC West. We keep going pretty long, so we're going to just kind of wrap this up. We got one more t- one more division to go next week, which uh, I'm pretty sure Chris will be on next week as well. Um, I'll consider it. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, uh, actually, Dylan, what is, uh, since Josh is not here, we're going to go with the rankings like we always do. What are his rankings? Uh, from worst to first, he has the Seahawks, the Niners, the Cardinals, and the Rams. Okay. He said that uh, one to three is really close, especially two to three are really close. So that means he's he thinks that they could be flipped around a little bit, especially uh, now that Stafford has some elbow potential elbow issues. Yeah, which we will talk about later in this. Chris, what do you have as your four, worst to first? I think Dylan and I will have the same, but I'm operating under the idea that Matt Stafford will be ready to go. Um, so obviously if Stafford goes out, this may change, but I'm going Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams. Okay. And Dylan? You know, I had the Seahawks first. Um, uh, uh, no, I mine are the uh, the same as Chris. Uh, Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams. Obviously, uh, like Chris said, it depends. Chris and Josh, it depends completely on uh, Matt Stafford's health, but um, that's who I think we'll end up. That's what I if health if he's healthy or even just playing, that's I think that's what it'll be. But I, I still think there's I still think there'd be potential for the Rams if they went out and just got a your average quarterback. I think there's still a chance the Rams would come out on top in this division. See, I, I'm the same way with you guys. I have the 49 Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, but I do have the 49ers and Cardinals pretty close. Um, I just am thinking the same thing I we have talked about a bunch of times on this podcast at the Cardinals will be this great team and then second place. And then the end of the season, they'll be dropping. I mean, Murray just has no mental toughness period. So the dude just can't handle adversity. And well, he's missing a wide receiver one to start off the year. So I did see that the Cardinals will be on in season hard knocks this year. And someone made the, someone cracked the joke immediately. It was like, it was All like, right. I wonder if they're going to watch Kyler Murray, uh, watch film. <laughs> better be he better he, he better have something or he'll have the new madden 23 game going so no okay i, I don't want to get too off track but i heard this today and i thought it was pretty funny apparently there's a kyler murray call of duty stat that kyler murray on the average release date of call of duty every year falls off a cliff like falls off in his play in terms of uh, like out post call of duty release every year the new one's october 28th so we'll see how that goes what's that's week four i think they i think they used it in fantasy points they said like pre-call of duty he averages like 22 or 23 fantasy points and post call of duty averages like 17 or less fantasy points (laughs) (laughs) So let's see, October 28th is they're going to be against the Vikings right after that. So we'll see what happens. 
But I thought yeah, that was a pretty funny That's week stat. eight. That's week eight, which is, hey, that makes sense because well, they were 8-0 and, oh, and then they just. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting stat. <laughs> all right. So since we all had Seattle as the worst team, Chris, I'm going to go with you first. What do you think the plan for Seattle is right now for QB? Is is it your boy? Are they going to hope that, that Jimmy G gets dropped by the Niners and they can pick him up? I, I mean, I'm just asking out of general sense because I figured you know you know their QB better than anybody else on this podcast probably. I, I like Drew Locke. Um, I, think he, I think he's got – I don't know. To me, I still think he might have potential to be a starting quarterback somewhere and succeed. I don't think Seattle is that place. I think DK Metcalf is already shown. Obviously, he just got that big extension, but he has shown that despite being like this size, speed, and have everything you need to be a great wide receiver, manages to underperform. So to me, I don't think Drew Locke's a good fit for DK Metcalf. I think there's going to be a lot of frustration in that um, relationship. And I think the only player that flourishes in Seattle's offense is going to be Noah Fant personally. Um, I, although I do love their um, draft pick of Tyreek, Tariq Woolen as a cornerback, he could be a sleeper for a very good corner this year, as far as a defensive rookie of the year candidate in the NFC. Um, if Aiden Hutchinson just falls off a cliff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're looking at Drew Locke long-term. I think they're going to end up – I mean, obviously they have a lot of picks moving forward, and they're going to have that draft capital to trade up in the draft. Yeah. And I think this draft coming – this this next draft has a lot of really good quarterback talent and excitement. So I think Drew Locke is just the placeholder just to get them through a season – and then they're going to replace him with this draft. I mean, it, it makes sense that, you know, it, it's almost like a stopgap. I hate saying it that way. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying, though. Do you have anything you want to add with that? No, not really. I mean, the, the Seahawks are in a position where they don't really need to do much uh, in terms of like they're they're not they don't have a lot of expectations they don't they have some interesting pieces i mean they're gonna have a new o-line so that's gonna affect a quarterback not a whole new o-line but potentially two new tackles uh which will affect the quarterback so i don't know i i kind of disagree that dk is not like i think dk and tyler lockett are really good i think they're like the three weapons, the three primary weapons that that Locke or Geno or Jimmy G or whoever will be their quarterback will have, I think if it's Drew Locke, might be better than what he was working with in Denver, just in the sense that like Cortland Sutton was out for a year, so he didn't have okay, him. He didn't have KJ Hamler for last year. Like he just didn't really ever have like a completely healthy lineup. So he also- you have DK, you have DK, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant. And and then, yeah. So I, I think he he's gonna have a good chance to show what he can do. If he can't show it here, I mean, unless his low line's atrocious, like I think that if he can't show it here, he's not gonna be able. He's not gonna be given another opportunity to be a starter anywhere, unless it's well, like my, a really bad team. Well, the the thing with Seattle is he doesn't have a running game to lean on at all. 
So, like, the pressure is on him. Who's their starting running back this year? I genuinely well, don't know. it's either going to be Rashad Penny or Ken Walker, the rookie. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the yeah. moment, he doesn't really have a – I mean, Rashad Penny has shown some shines, but, I mean, he's never been a starter over Chris mm-hmm. Carson. And that gets me and to he, the – yeah. And, I mean, that's – like, like I, I think that's, the like, my next question, actually, with – was how much pressure does Ken Walker have to produce in this his rookie season? Because uh, he's he's got this aspect of being this great running back coming out of college, in a sense. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be put to the spot right now, straight ahead. Yeah, well, I think as a running game, he he probably won't start the season as the lead back. I'd be a little surprised if he does. I mean, they have Rashad Penny. Um, and believe it or not, Rashad Penny is actually an effective runner. Uh, this past year, he I mean, he's always injured. I think the most That's he's the ever played thing. is 10, 10 games in a, in a season, or 14, actually, his rookie season. But in, the, like, the game, the seasons that he's played, the, the three of his four seasons, in those three seasons, he's played 10 games or more. He's averaged 4.93, 5.69, and 6.29 yards per carry. So he's an effective runner when he's on the field and getting carries. He's not much of a factor in the pass game. It's just a matter of his health. Um, but I think that Rashad Penny could be a potentially a good a good runner for them. I think Ken Walker, I mean, his the 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 accolades and the the numbers he put up in college, you can't ignore at a big in the Big Ten with a lot of really good defenses. Uh, so I think that he'll they'll play well i don't really think there's a whole lot of pressure on him because they're not expected to be that good so i think it's a good year to hey just don't get hurt just learn get ready we're gonna get a quarterback in here next year we'll figure it out um that i think that'll be mostly what they end up doing and how it ends up going um but i i honestly could see this not being like a 60 40 70 30 split i could see this almost being a uh, a Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams situation where it's like a legit 50 50 split to try to preserve the legs of both of them, mm-hmm. especially Kenneth Walker for next year and then the years coming. Because Rashad Penny, this is a contract year for him. I don't think that the Seattle will resign him, especially if he wants like a, a big number. If he wants maybe four or five, six million a year, maybe they resign him. But uh, I don't see them doing a whole lot. So it's mainly to preserve Ken Walker's legs. But I could see them kind of doing a, a, a legit split backfield to try to preserve the health yeah. of Ken Walker. Chris, anything you want to add? I mean, I, I completely agree with Dylan. I don't think there's any pressure on Ken Walker. And, I mean, I didn't even think about the split carry with him and Rashard Penny. I kind of just pictured it as Rashard Penny would start off, get injured, and Ken Walker would completely take over the backfield. Um. But, I mean, it the 50-50 to preserve, like, it makes a lot of sense. So, I kind of – I definitely agree with Dylan, but the biggest thing I agree with him with is that there is zero pressure on him because, I mean, that O-line isn't great. There's a lot of moving parts. They got a quarterback who is unproven. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Seattle's just kind of a kind of a completely different team this year. So, he's not going into anything established. So, and I guess, you know, like you said earlier, you know, they have a lot of draft capital for the next, you know, couple seasons to basically build that up. Yep. So you don't want to get somebody hurt that 
is a, a possibility of a franchise player. I mean, if I was, if I was, if there was one team that I think it would be smart to tank this year, Seattle might be the one. Sure. I mean, imagine getting Seattle or CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Tyler Van Dyke or a McKee from Stanford with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant, Ken Walker, and an improved line. That would be a pretty decent team, at least a decent offense. Decent and then offense, just hit, yeah. and then just hit in this like second and third round on defense, and I mean you got yourself a team. Yeah, some free so, agent signings. They could be, they could be a comparable yeah, team next year. That's what I'm saying. So speaking of all that, is it time for Pete Carroll to step away? I mean, he's played he's done pretty good as a head coach he's done i mean he's got his, he's got a ring he's you know he's he's built up this team has been destroyed in a sense right now it's been gutted in a lot of ways you know is it time for the Pete Carroll era to end and i think it'll be move over on after this. I, I i think it's over after this year i mean i think Pete Carroll's kind of doing what Andy Reid was going to do with Tom Brady being out i think Pete Carroll is staying for this year and i think they're just like like we had just mentioned with the draft i think they're just going to do a fresh start um you mean starting uh, next you mean year. bruce arians you, who, what did i say i said andy, andy reed yeah yeah I meant, I meant bruce arians yeah all right um uh what do you think dad i think i mean i i agree i think this is this is it i think this needs to be it um i mean the man's a spry 70 year old you know, we always see it as we joke because he'll sit there and throw the football with everybody during before pre-games and all that kind of stuff. Chew his gum. Chew, yeah. Obnoxiously. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I mean, like at some point you got to spend some life of your own, you know, 70, dude, come on. Some, I, I just, I, I, I could see him walking away. I mean, he's got a storied career. He's got a, a Hall of Fame coaching setup. And I said it because of college, too, not just pros, as a head coach. So, saw that look, Chris. Well, he never won a national championship, I don't think, did he? No. He lost to Texas. Yep. He lost to the Longhorns. Yeah, but he brought a lot of Heisman. He produced a lot of Heisman. Well, ish. He lost one, well, I know. Yeah, you lost I mean, it. I mean, if I, if it wasn't really him, but <laughs> if I coached at USC in the mid two thousands, I would probably have a few highs myself. Yeah, the team was a that entire um, organization was a powerhouse in the two thousands. I mean, he he he's brought it to Seattle. I mean, won a Super Bowl, was in another Super Bowl. They've they've had what eight straight winning seasons? Yeah. I think besides last year. Uh, maybe, maybe with last year, I don't remember. But uh, they've had a lot of winning seasons. I mean, he's a winning coach. I, I, I think he's a. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has this year and next year in him. Because uh, I don't think that he would have. I mean, I get the idea of him doing kind of what BA did when you get a quarterback, but they got Tom Brady not a rookie. Yeah. So I would see I would see him sticking around one year because if they wanted to rebuild and kind of give a new guy his own like kind of start, I could see it being like him leaving this year and then them restarting and going after a quarterback next year instead of him doing one year of like a 
this is going to tank and suck and then leave. Uh, so I see him at least probably two more years. I wouldn't be surprised for three, but I like I think probably two more years. Get a rookie quarterback, give him a shot, see what happens, and then after that potentially leave. But last last time he had a rookie quarterback, they were in the playoffs. The year, you know the next year they won the Super Bowl. So, but all right, going on. We are going to talk since everybody had uh, Arizona as the number three team. We'll go to Arizona as the next team we talk about. Everyone except Josh. Except Josh, but majority rules. Yeah. Um, is okay, and I'm going to go with you, Dylan. Uh, is Kyle got all right? Kyle Murray got paid. We've talked about this, you know, on this podcast. <laughs> I know. But is he really the answer to win a Super Bowl in Arizona? No. Next question. <laughs> that was quick. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I, no, it's it's just kind of a yes or no. That's about it. I mean, I'll explain a little bit because I mean, yeah, I'll explain. But I like Kyler. So we talked about it. Kyler's grossly overpaid. Uh, he is not worth anything near the. Like I think he's he's probably seven or eight million dollars per year worth less seven to eight million dollars less per year than he was granted like i said he's he's worth what arizona could have what they needed to because they had no other option um however as we as i alluded to earlier the call of duty stat uh it's kind of a joke but it's kind of serious like kyler falls off at the end of the year every year uh and so when you think about when you pay a guy like this, what did we say when Dak got that money? Dak, you have to elevate the rest of your team because you're not going to have all the talent that you had. And look what happened. One year after that contract, no more Amari Cooper, no more Randy Gregory. No, like you, you lose those guys uh, and they move on. And eventually, maybe in the next year, you lose Zeke. So you're, you're losing guys and you have to elevate your team. Last year, he could kind of, it, it wasn't really a, a contract that affected him because they still had Amari Cooper, they still had Zeke, they had Randy Gregory, they had all these guys. And it helped them. They won the division. This year, as I said, I don't think they win the division. I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a wild card, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the wild card. But when when I think of Dak Prescott, I think I think Dak can elevate the team a little bit, not a lot, not as much as his contract's going to make them have to elevate right. and elevate. Kyler Murray even less so than I think of Dak. I don't think Kyler Murray can elevate that team above what they are. Um, so I I don't think he's going to be a, a guy that uh, that that elevates this team. I mean, but the other thing, look like. I guess this is more of a front office thing, but they had Kyler Murray on a rookie deal. And the best they could do was, I mean, they did get him DeAndre Hopkins, but then you get him AJ Green past his prime, Zach Ertz past his prime. You don't really build an O-line around him. You don't really build a good defense on the other side. Now that he's paying 40-something million, you can't pay other guys to come and elevate that team. And then you look at another example of like, what did... Buffalo do Josh Allen on a rookie deal get Stefan Diggs pay him you get all these other guys pay them Trey White Jordan Poirier uh, Micah Hyde you have all these guys you can pay look at um, the, the Chargers 
Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. You, Keenan you, uh, Allen. I mean, you have Keenan Allen. You pay Mike Williams $20 million a year. You trade for Khalil Mack. You pay yep. J.C. Jackson. You you get you get guys like uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, like you fill out a team around it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the center that they got Corey Lindsley last year. So you you they utilized a cheap rookie deal for a quarterback and put a team around him. The Cardinals never did that with Kyler on a rookie deal. Now he's not on a rookie deal. I have zero faith that they'll do that. And he has no. Ta- I don't think he has the ability to elevate his team better than what that contract's going to be worth. Okay. Chris, I know you want to have something. You laughed. You've got to add some sense to this. Some, a couple. Well, there's, there's not a whole lot to add. I mean, I look at the entire Cardinals roster, and I go, who's the leader of this team? Not Kyler. I mean, the only leader I can think of on this entire team is a past his prime J.J. Watt. Rodney Hudson, maybe I think, Buda, would be maybe Buda, Yeah, Rodney Hudson, maybe Buda Baker. But offensively, I mean, Rodney Hudson, he's a center. So, I mean, he is a leader on that offense. But, like, who is the skill position leader in this offense? Especially going into week one, you said? DeAndre Hopkins, six-game suspension. Is he going to be the leader? Like, he only cares about what he does when he plays, and that's about it. A.G. Green or Zach Ertz? Yeah. I mean, I'm past prime. Yeah. I mean – I just don't see – I look at this team, and there there's some talent, but I just see a lot of immaturity. And I, I we were talking before the podcast, I just don't see – there's no grit on the offense. I feel like when things get tough, this team's going to roll over and die, and that's what they did last year. That's what they did the year before. They started to lose some games, and they can't pull themselves back up because they don't have that leader who can do that. Every oh. other team in this division, yeah, uh, maybe not Seattle. I can't speak I was, for Seattle. I was say. But the 49ers and the Rams, they, I mean, they have those guys who can be leaders on their teams. Yeah, the Cardinals, to me, they just don't have it. Well, you know, the one thing that you could look at if it's not the quarterback, you're looking at the head coach. Is Kingsbury on a hot seat. Like, is, is his seat or he should have been hot seat? Like, he should have already been gone um, for gameplay in the last season, last couple his season. Seat, his seat is currently gone. It's already burnt up into ashes. He's just standing um, up, hoping that he can find another seat. He, he's he's got to build up another seat this year. I mean, to me, at the moment, his job's lost and he has to earn it this year. And that's kind of the way I'm looking at it this year. I think if he has another decent year, he's gone. I mean, they brought too many guys in, and they signed Kyler Murray. Like Dylan said, they're not going to be able to bring anyone else around him. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't. The Cardinals really put themselves in a rough spot. Yeah, last year they were what ten and seven. Yeah, Dylan. I mean, do you agree? Kingsbury's a hot – his seat's already burnt up to ash, and it's just waiting for the I next person to fill don't. it. I actually don't. Um, he just saw him and the GM, John Kime, just signed a three-year extension. So they're signed through 2027, I believe. Uh, so I don't think that they finished through 2027, uh, but I think that gives him at least another year beyond this year, unless this year is just an absolute – 
train wreck. Like, if this year they finish with, like, five wins, the team is just awful, like, they could fire. I have them projected around seven wins. Um, I think the loss of D-Hop for six games in the beginning of the season, he might have a little bit of a uh, like a, a plea before the before the, the GM and the owner of saying, look, and have D-Hop for six games. So when I go one and five or two and four to start the season, I mean, I didn't have my guy. So he'll have some wiggle room, but I don't, I, I just, I think he's got at least two years uh, like this year and going into next year, he could get fired midway through that second season or two seasons from now, if he doesn't uh, perform, but I think he's at least got one more year. They just signed three-year extensions, him and the GM together, uh, through 2027 so they've got another technically five years with them uh but they could cut him and, and I, was say, I could tell you right now that there's a there's a there's a team that um, i watch a lot of and at one point our gm and head coach had three-year extensions and they were gone this the season after that Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov both gone yeah but but the Falcons are a different level of dysfunction not really. I mean, if they're 20, not, 20, if they're, 20, 20 to three. Really? 20, 20. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, things haven't been the same. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, I, I just think that they have one year. They at least have, he has at least this year. I don't, unless it's a complete train wreck, I think he at least has one, like to start the next season. And if it doesn't, if he doesn't show improvement, if they're not winning games, in 2023 then he's gone talk about a joke is coaching contracts in the nfl coaching commitments period in sports it doesn't matter how long you're signed (laughs) i just think yeah because it's 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 not tied to the salary cap it would it would change completely if it was tied to the salary cap because because it would affect the salary you'd have uh you could lose money but since it's not tied to the salary cap no one cares the owners just pay it out or do whatever and it's not really that big of a deal yeah (laughs) yeah well chris how okay we were you talked about you were talking about the defense earlier you know buddha baker and, and how what's the outlook for them i mean what are you expecting with them with, like you said, is, is this, if this offense does not produce well, they're going to be on the field a lot. I mean, you have a good defense. I don't think you have a great defense, but you have a good defense. I mean, definitely top 12 defense. I mean, I, they have, Z, they have Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons as their two middle linebackers. They did lose Chandler Jones, which I think is going to be a big loss. I mean, but they're still sitting with Byron Murphy. They still have Buda Baker. Um, who's their free safety? Then he's decent. Jalen Thompson, or their, yeah, their strong safety, not free safety. Um, so I mean, and they re-signed Kingsley, um, Kiki, who's I mean, he's not great, but he's a he's good. He's not just a role player. I do think he has potential to. I mean, Zach Allen's not that old. Um, J.J. Watt, he is expired, but at least he has – I mean, they have leaders on defense. Um, so I, st- I still think this defense could easily be a top 12. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by the end of the year if they finish, like, top top eight. So I think this defense is good. I just – my biggest question is the lack of offensive leadership. It was never about the defense. Okay. 
Well, I, like I said, I, yeah, I think their defense, like you said, I mean, I, I said it before the thing, I had to look at it again. I thought they were getting a little old, but I was wrong. So I will admit that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that the defense, though, is, is going to have to pick up a little bit of slack, especially in the first six games. Um, but moving on, we'll go to San Francisco. Uh, and Dylan, I, I kind of basically had this question just for you because I know how much of a fan you are of him. What is the pressure right now for Trey Lance to produce, especially since this team was a playoff contender? Uh, not high. Uh, because you think of of Jimmy G, who is not a high-volume passer, and they went to the NFC Championship game and almost almost won against the, the Rams. I think when it comes to Trey Lance, he just has to be um, – he just has to be uh, uh, competent. He just has to be – uh, like at least Jimmy or better. But like the thing is, is if like Trey Lance doesn't throw the ball as much as Jimmy does, or even as much as Jimmy does, like he doesn't throw, like he's not averaging 35 throws a game. Right. He has the a threat to run, which Jimmy never had. So even if the offense is the same, the production is the same with the arm, he has a threat to run that Jimmy doesn't have that brings a different dimension. Now, if he's a better thrower of the football, which I think he is, actually, I don't think I know he is. <laughs> then this takes the 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 level of the Niners to a, a higher because you add a threat of the run that you didn't have. So now you have to play 11 on 11 and run. And then you add the threat of the deep ball, which you didn't have because Jimmy couldn't throw the ball more than 35 yards. And, and then now you have a guy who could throw the ball 60 yards if you want uh, with Trey, at least like Trey's got a cannon. He's not, he, he doesn't, he, he can throw the ball deep. He can. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and in training camp, that's what they've said uh, that, that they've been able to push the ball farther and farther downfield this year because they have Trey behind center. And so I think that the sky's the limit with this team. Uh, do I, th- I think that they make the playoffs. I think they end up being a wild card team. Um, and I think they they can make some noise and and win a playoff game, if not win a couple. And I think people will immediately say if the the Niners don't go win the Super Bowl this year or or make it to the NFC Championship game, they're going to say well, we should have kept Jimmy G. At least Jimmy got into a Super Bowl in an NFC Championship game. Yeah. He did, but it wasn't Jimmy that got him there. It was Nick Bosa and that defense and that that run game. Like Jimmy wasn't throwing them there. So, and when you have teams that are stacked like the Rams or that are in their own division or the Bucks or other teams that we expect to be good, like a, a potentially Philly or a Green Bay, um, like you have other teams like that that we we think could be good. I, I don't I, I think that they make a they're at least in the second round of the playoffs this year but a, a second year quarterback essentially a rookie quarterback that's only play only thrown the ball 400 times in the last three years if you bring him that far that is a huge win for your team and, and then you just build on that so I think Trey Lance doesn't have a he has pressure but I I don't think it's an, an enormous amount of pressure because if Jimmy G's the standard, Dre Lance beats that waking up in the morning. So I, I'm not really that worried about it. 
Chris, you got anything you want to put to this before my, my next question here? Well, I mean, I don't think Trey Lance has a lot of pressure. Uh, one thing that does concern me for Trey Lance is their lack of wide receiver depth. I mean, both Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel both missed, a, I want to say they both missed a couple games last year due to injury. And, I mean, their third string wide receiver is Juan Jennings, D- Danny Gray, Malik Turner. Like, so that, to me, that's a little concerning. But, I mean, wide receivers are something that's not super difficult to add midseason and um, make something work. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with mostly what Dylan said. I don't think there's a whole lot of pressure on him. So, Chris, with you know, last year they had a lot of injuries at running back. You know, I mean, it kind of had the assurgence of Elijah Mitchell. This year they have Elijah Mitchell, Tyron Davis, Tyrion Davis, Pierce, our price, Trey Sermon, who are basically Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell in their second year. Prices, Davis Price is in his rookie year. Jeff Wilson's the veteran at five years. Yeah. You know, their their run game is primarily their their offense. They try and move a lot of the ball, and and you know all the the talks before Debo got his contract was all the stuff he does running, you know, running the backfield, you know, the end arounds, the end, you know, all that kind of stuff. How much of this run game determines where they actually are as a team? Um, I mean. They have four running backs who could be pretty decent starters. Um, right now, I'm looking at the depth chart, and right now they have Mitchell as the one, Jeff Wilson as the two, Davis Price at the three, and they're just like, screw you, Trey Sermon. I don't know what he did last year. I don't know if he said something rude to the owner or the GM. I don't know. <laughs> but, he's sitting at, he's, but he's sitting at running back four. <laughs> That's the second year running back who actually, I mean, looked pretty good for the limited snaps he played um but i already forgot your original oh debo samuel i mean it's clear that they're going to use debo samuel in the running game. they're going to continue to do so they put incentives in his contract for rushing yards um, and usage for rushing so to me i mean how much running back stability have they really had the last three or four years i mean Injuries in their backfield is not new news. In fact, Elijah Mitchell was the most like healthy running back that they've had probably since they had Frank Gore. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. I think whoever's running for them is going to be able to succeed, especially having a um, decoy like Debo Samuel when you are running the ball. Yeah. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they have a good running game. I trust, uh, I trust uh, Kyle Shanahan and what they what they do. I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan could throw me back there, and I'd average five yards to carry, not because I'm great, but because Kyle Shanahan can scheme me up. Uh, but I, I think they have they they kind of take. A, I think Elijah Mitchell will be more of the the lead back than Kyle is used to because they usually kind of rotate guys. I mean, he does kind of find the guy that he likes and kind of uses him until he gets hurt. Um, but I think Elijah Mitchell will be the guy, and I think they'll have change of pace guys, Jeff Wilson, Ty Davis Price, Trey Sermon, that'll mix in, and they'll have a bigger role if 
Mitchell gets hurt or anything like that. But I mean, Kyle schemes up those guys super well. So yeah. I think, I think um, they'll be fine. Don't forget about Kyle. Then, then you add, Oh, Kyle, you And then you add Trey Lance to the mix as a, as a runner. As a runner. So, so you have that threat as well. That's going to keep, keep guys frozen. And I think is going to allow the running backs to actually have more freedom when you run a read option or, or something like that, you have to hold the, you either hold the end and then you allow Elijah Mitchell a couple extra yards with a little one less guy, or you crash the end and Trey pulls it and he's gone around the edge and you got to go catch him. Yeah. Well, you know, you you were talking about the defense earlier and how well that has been. Do they really have to even kind of step up? a little bit more now with, you know, Trey Lance in a sense, yes, it's his second season, but really it's kind of his rookie season being on the field, you know, as the prime starter of this, of this team. I mean, they have a great defense. I would say probably one of the top three defenses probably in the league right now coming into the season. So is Who are you it, asking? You asking me or Chris? Uh, I'll go with Chris. Cause I know he likes to, he's a defensive minded guy. I mean, their defense is good. They did they did lose a few um, defensive linemen um, this offseason in DJ Jones and D Ford. Um, I don't. They didn't improve their defense this year. It probably got worse by a real tiny, tiny, tiny bit. So, like to me, it basically stayed the same. And at the point where they're at with a uh, with a uh, Trey Lance starting to play, I don't. I mean, if they just do what they've been doing. I don't think they need to st- – I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Any team who doesn't win this Super Bowl, both sides of the ball have to step up. So I'm going to say, yes, they do have to step up because they – I mean, they didn't win the Super Bowl. But as far as any added pressure from last year to this year with uh, Trey Lance and uh, Jimmy G, I think Trey Lance is going to turn the ball over a lot less because I think Kyle Shanahan is going to – form an offense to where he's going to take a lot of the decision making as far as throwing the ball not necessarily like taking it away from him like he has no responsibility but uh I just think I think Trey Lance is a smart I I do feel like he's going to be a smart quarterback he's going to be able to take care of the ball really well and Jimmy G last year I mean I I could be wrong but he turned the ball over quite a bit last year (laughs) yeah uh, I don't remember what his stats were last year. Dylan, do you have yeah. that? A 20 and 12. So, I mean, that's not that great of a touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, okay. So, one last quick question. Do you consider this to be Trey Lance's rookie season? I think it's his junior year in college. <laughs> I mean, I just what, what's I'm I'm just trying to understand what's the pertinence of since the he question. Sit, since he sit, sat out last year, you know, most of these rookies now, you know, it, it's very rare that you see he was a top, you know, a top pick, and you know, two years ago, and he sat out. It's rare, you know, all the other quarterbacks that got picked in that draft started. Yeah, how'd that go? Mac Jones did pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 mean, I mean, that's I still, what I'm saying. I, this is this is like you know when Mahomes came out after sitting for a season behind Alex Smith, people called it his rookie season, but it wasn't. 
I mean, I mean, I guess. I'm just asking. I mean, I, was just a... I mean, he just since he entered college, he has one full year as a starter in four mm-hmm. years. That was his sophomore season. The his his junior season is not really his fault. They played one game. North Dakota didn't have a season except the one game that year. Uh, so I mean, I think it's more of like a, I mean. I mean, you can call it his rookie season, even though it's his second year. I think it's more of like his junior year of college. Like, I mean, I really, yeah. like, I think he'll be better than that because he, I mean, one year in the NFL as a backup, learning a system, doing that is worth more yeah. than being in college. But uh, I think he'll, yeah, it's 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 early on for them, uh, and it, he'll he'll be good. I think he'll be fine. I don't so think his natural I, I mean, talent is is too much. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. I'm not a Trey Lance hater, but, 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 <laughs> but. <laughs> I still have a lot of question marks about his throwing ability. Um, so I don't know. I, I like him. I hope he does well. I mean, he comes from a non power five school. So I always like to see guys like that um, <laughs> excel. So I'm rooting for him. I just have a lot of question marks because I mean, Jimmy G is always just going to be recognized as never a great quarterback, just a system quarterback. Same with Ryan Tannenhill. Same with Alex Smith. Same with a guy like Chad Pennington back in the day or Chad Henney. Like, all these guys were just system quarterbacks. And I personally, at the moment, that's all I think you'll be. Okay. Well, now we're going to switch over to the um, current Super Bowl champions, and that's the L.A. Rams. So I have a two-part question here. You know, the, the talk of Staff, and this is going to go to Dylan. Talk of Stafford's elbow, you know, we, we talked about it with the picks. Is this somebody that, you know, like, I mean, the backup quarterback for the L.A. Rams is John Wolford. You know, is, is this something that maybe you look at, you know, trading for Jimmy Garoppolo in case as a backup. Um, well, if they ain't trading Jimmy to Seattle, they definitely ain't trading him to <laughs> LA. Well, I'm saying, or, or if, if, if let's say it this way, if, uh, if the Unless Niners LA's have to release like a second round pick, if the Niners have to release Garoppolo, is this someone that the Rams snatch up quick in case? I mean, it honestly just, depends upon how the severity of the injury and it seems like it's not that severe it's just shortness it could be a bother to him throughout the season if it doesn't get better but if I'm not mistaken I think Dak had a similar thing with his shoulder or something last year where it was sore and doing and uh and he ended up being fine uh I think I think Stafford will end up being fine. They're resting his arm, doing stuff. I, 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 I think he'll be fine. Now, if it ends up being where he's going to miss six to eight games or uh, he's going to be out for the year, like if it's really bad, which I don't, I don't see it getting that bad. Like if it gets to that kind of point, then they yeah. would, I think, go after more aggressively a, a, a quarterback that would be able to help them a Jimmy G per, per se, or, or something. They'd go after somebody maybe in their last year of a deal. Like if for some reason, uh, like Sam Darnold wins in Carolina, maybe they go get Baker 
like if they if he wins that or or trades for one of the three quarterbacks that Pittsburgh has. Like they could they like if if a Trubisky or something. Um, but I, which I don't I don't really honestly think that happens. But you get my point. Something yeah. serious would have to happen in order for them to go after another quarterback. Um, if if Stafford's gonna miss like a game or two, I think John Wolford's good enough to to keep them in a game or two, uh, yeah. especially with their defense. I mean, really not their defense, just Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, uh, really just Aaron Donald, um, that he can keep them in. He can keep them in there. Plus, you have Cooper Cup, Allen Robertson, Van Jefferson to throw to, and Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson in the backfield. So I think they're fine. Um, it, it, as long as it doesn't progress into a serious, like a more serious injury, which at this point doesn't seem the case, and they're managing it, and I think he'll be fine. And I will say this. They said, like, last year, I think week eight or week nine is when this started. And look where they went with it. And he it. won the Super Bowl. So, uh, Chris, you want to add anything to that? I wish it would have you know. affected him on that long Cooper Cup throw against Tampa. But you know what? Can't <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at the available quarterbacks on the market. If something were – I mean, there's still the journeyman himself, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um <laughs> You're looking at the Giants if they're playing like trash, considering moving Daniel Jones. Um, so there's a lot of guys. I mean, Cam Newton, if you're desperate, but I mean, that get that takes image a- in your head: Ryan Fitzpatrick with like Aaron Donald and. and you, I I can see it, like that <laughs> image in my head. It works too well. I could just see no, it. no, D Jax, D Jax, uh, inspired style from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I was about to say, Ryan Fitzpatrick walks out with like Aaron Donald's 99 chain. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like the journeyman himself, if he went in and played in that Rams, I think he could succeed pretty well in that offense. Um, so I mean, he actually retired me. though. And let's yeah, be I think honest, he did. that's true. He did retire. Let's be honest with ourselves. If you if you're like, hey, we need you to come play for the Rams, do you really think a guy like him's gonna be like, no, I'm done? He's gonna be like, oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, give True. me a jersey, let's do True. this, baby. Or Philip Rivers coming out of retirement. I mean, he has too many kids. He's probably trying to get out of the house. Um, <laughs> but man, I totally lost track of what I was saying. But I mean, oh, Matt Stafford, the most. When I was talking about the Cardinals having no grit. Matt Stafford has enough grit for that entire division. That dude's a competitor. And if there's an, if there's a guy who I would trust to play through an injury, it's probably Matt Stafford. The man threw a game winning touchdown with a separated shoulder. Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) I, I love Matt Stafford. (laughs) Well, I will say this, Chris, I'm going to stay with you, you know, Dylan was talking about, you know, the, the tools that Stafford has and, and one tool in particular came came out, you know, last year as a, an explosive wide receiver. Many say should have been the MVP. Um, do you think Cooper cup is still just going to get better this year? Um, I think it's hard to say a receiver who put up the stats he did last year is going to get better. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I do think he's really good. I don't think he's going to be like a worse wide receiver, but to say someone like that would get better. That's, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, do you think, it, so like, you, do, you think he can't produce what he did last year? I think, I mean, I think 
given the offense, I th- I don't think there's any reason he wouldn't be able to. It's not like people at the end of the year when he was still putting up these stats were like, oh, crap, we should start covering Cooper Cup. I mean, he did it all year. He yeah. didn't just have a hot first half and just have a decent second half. He just dominated the entire year. So I think Cooper Cup is going to be just fine. I think he fits. Obviously, he is the the wide receiver in this offense. Yeah. Dylan, you got anything you want to add with that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. I mean, he kind of took an ascension last year. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's way, a way you can get better than what you did. I mean, yeah. if he does, like, that would be – ridiculous like he would I don't think he got I don't think he got to 2000 last year but if he if but he was darn close uh I'm uh so I think uh if he is better than last year I mean what he last year had 1947 1947 yards short of 2000 yeah so I mean if you're telling me ends up with 150 plus receptions 2,000 plus yards and more than 16 touchdowns. Like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I would, that would be ridiculous. But I think, I mean, based on the system, he could definitely do it. I honestly think, I don't think those insane numbers, like in terms of 150 catches, but like Justin Jefferson, I think, could do something similar to that because he just got Kevin O'Connell, who, who was the OC for Cooper Cup last That's year true. when he did yeah. that. Um, so I think he could, but I think Cooper Cup, even if he has a slight downgrade, I don't think that changes how people view him. Yeah. All right. Last question of the night. You know, we got to bring him up. You know, the LA Rams defense. It's trash cans. Yeah. They're, you know, they lost Von Miller. You know, that's a key cog for them, you know, to win that Super Bowl. Not really. But it was a good vibe. It was a good cog, but not not like the big cog. It, it'd be like on Vaughn. I'm not hating on Vaughn because I I think he went to. A, I think good playoffs. I think he I think he has a shot to possibly get back to back Super Bowl in, in Buffalo now. So, uh, but they lose Vaughn Miller, but they pick up. You know, they pick up a. a I just went blank on his name. Hold, Bobby Wagner. Thank you, Bobby Wagner. Is this D better? Same or worse than last season? I'd say worse no, by go to Chris a centimeter. With that What's that? Worse by a worse by a centimeter. I mean, Aaron Donald's getting older. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey's getting older. They didn't just lose Von Miller. They lost Darius Williams in their secondary, who was a really good piece at corner, and they also lost Sebastian Joseph Day to the Chargers. Um, so I'm saying they got worse, but. When I say they got worse, if it was like a letter grade, it'd be like a 97 down to a 95. It's like, man, that's a rough loss. So an A plus so, to an that's A. That's a number. That's a number grade. Yeah, grade. <laughs> so an A plus to an A. Is that what we're going with? I I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, and I don't know why. I'm trying to help you out, Chris. I'm trying to help you out. Aaron Donald's out here choking people at practice for drills. I don't know what's going on with that defense. I'm going to be real with you. And then one place the Rams got a lot worse this offseason is their special teams. They cut, they cut arguably the best punter of the last five years, Johnny Hecker. I'm just saying. 
He was a great kicker. Do you have anything you would like to add about the kicker? Not about the kicker, no. Uh, <laughs> he was a punter, actually. Sorry, I misspoke. But he kicks the ball. He kicks the uh, ball still. He, he does kick the balls. Um, I think – I mean, I, I think – you kind of got to say they go down a slight amount, but I really doesn't worry me at all because yeah. there's there's a couple guys in free agency right now that they could sign and it would nullify that. I mean, you got you still have guy pass rushers and D linemen who would make a, a significant difference and be really good for that team. I mean, you got JPP who's still a, a free agent. Uh, I think him alongside Leonard Floyd and um, – and uh, Aaron Donald would be a really good match. You got Nandamakin Sue. You got uh, Larry Ogan Joby. You've got guys there. I mean, I could go ahead and name a couple other guys that you have that you could sign and add to that defense and make them uh, and, and take them and, and cover the gap lost by Von Miller. But I mean, I think they're still fine. Aaron Donald's still going to command two or three guys, and it's still not going to be enough. You still have Jalen Ramsey, who's out there, who is going to lock down whoever he's on. I mean, their their safeties, Jordan Fuller Unless and Taylor Rapp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their safeties are actually, uh, I think, really good and, and a top 10 potential pair in the NFL. Uh, I think Bobby Wagner adds a little bit of a different dimension to that defense than they didn't have before because they didn't have linebacker. They haven't had a linebacker, a solid linebacker in like, two or three years probably. Uh, and so they've been very focused on the front, on the D line and the back end. And they, they added uh, Bobby Wagner in the middle, who I think is going to give them a little bit more versatility. And Bobby Wagner can blitz from, from the linebacker position. Uh, and so I think that gives them a different dimension that they didn't have last year. So it adds a little bit of a, a new element to their team, but they could sign one or two guys from free agency and, their team, we they would be probably maybe the best defense in the NFL. So, okay. Well, with that, you could now, put, honestly, line Aaron Donald up eleven on one, and they, I'd still trust the, I'd still trust Aaron Donald to choke at least one person. Yeah, <laughs> to take one person out. All right. Well, with that note, guys, we are out. Um, as always, like, share, comment. Um, next week, we end the division roundup with the AFC West, which is a pretty good division. It's got a lot of a lot of questions that we'll talk about a lot. Probably another full episode of just the division because there's a lot to talk with them. All right. There's a lot to unpack. Him. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week.